Welcome to the As Cool As It Gets podcast, where HVAC is hot. Okay, so welcome to the As Cool As It Gets podcast. Today on the show, we have Jennifer Jenkins and her son, Grant. Jennifer is an award-winning author, military caregiver for her brother, specialist James W. Smith, U.S. Army retired, mother of a United States Marine Corps veteran and wife of a Navy veteran. She is a graduate of Indiana University and has dedicated her career to advocacy and communications. Jennifer co-authored Friends for Life, Strangers Brought Together by the War in Iraq, which received an Eric Hoffer Award for Legacy Nonfiction. She is a fellow of the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, a member of the American Legion Auxiliary, VFW Auxiliary, and the Daughters of the American Revolution. She is a recipient of the President's Volunteer Service Award, the Girls Incorporated Strong, Smart, and Bold Award, and the Herald Times Everyday Hero Award. With Jennifer today is her son, Grant, who served in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserves. He attended trade school during his transition and now works as an HVAC technician. He's a gaming enthusiast, enjoys watching Formula One racing, and is happy to be the father of an active two-year-old. So thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Welcome to As Cool As It Gets. And so the first question I want to ask you guys, feel free to answer however you like, is what is the coolest thing that's ever happened to you? Ooh. Do you want to go first or do you want uh, me to I go? think you should go first. Well, I've, I don't know how this is possible, but I've had some really interesting and fun things happen in my life. Um, I'm very blessed to be part of two amazing organizations, the Wear Project and the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. And a few years ago, I was invited to an event at the Canadian Embassy. And I got to meet Mike Myers, who is really introverted. Um, And it was really just a very special surprise occasion. Nobody knew he was going to be there. And I learned that he is actually an international man of mystery. He holds passports in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. So it was just really fun. That was a really fun adventure and, and something very cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, I'd say one of the, this is going to sound really cheesy and cliche, but Uh. definitely becoming a Marine was super cool and just a wild experience altogether. Uh, uh, The second thing, and it's definitely not the the, like second, is my daughter being born was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty wild experience on that one equally, but on a completely different sort of spectrum <laughs> yeah. if you know what i mean so yeah yeah wow both of those seem very i mean all three seem very exciting i'm not a parent but i i've heard it's funny i've asked this question a few times and i get a lot of uh becoming a parent so it must be good it must be cool <laughs> it's wild it's wild it's different for everyone of course but now if you just said what is the most moving thing that ever happened in your life then of course it would be you know, my children mm-hmm. getting married. Right. But cool. Yeah. I maybe cool changes as you age. Yeah. It's all subjective. <laughs> well, at that point, there's just so many different things you can pick from. So you're just <laughs> so I was like, them up. Mom, please go first. <laughs> the other day, one of my customers, he has a full cockpit in his office and it's a it's a flying simulator that you can 
used to get hours and he let me sit down and just random cool experiences like that in my job all the time yeah uh, like i just have to sit here and think about it because it you know you know what if you're not having random cool experiences in your life then you need to change something change your scenery a little bit because we all deserve random cool things i agree i think that's i think we're already starting off strong i think that's great advice so if anybody listening <laughs> and cool things aren't happening to you yet then you need to get out there and and invite them invite those things in it's all about mindset <laughs> yes it, it is mindset's huge yeah so cool. i'd love to hear more about the Wounded Warrior Project and how you guys got involved and what you're currently doing with them. Well, we became involved with the Wounded Warrior Project years ago um, when my brother was wounded in Iraq. Like so many of our service members who are wounded or ill or get injured in some way, he actually met Wounded Warrior Project in the hospital, in the Army hospital. They brought him a backpack, just kind of our kind of the Wounded Warrior Project signature introduction. Mm -hmm. um, but with that backpack came contact. And that's how we met Wounded Warrior Project. And from there, they started inviting our family to different um, events, offering us support in various ways. Our first event as a family was actually to an air show in Chicago mm -hmm. for a long weekend, which was really exciting when Grant was a teenager. Probably the most terrifying thing as a parent was that he was running around Chicago with a bunch of other teenagers and Wounded Warriors. Mm -hmm. um, but that was probably the cool thing for Grant. Um, and that's how we got started with Wounded Warrior Project. From there, we began engaging with different um, events and programs that they have to offer and really made a huge difference in our families' lives and um, really helped us get through some tough times. Yeah. So how long have you been with Wounded Warrior? I started working with Wounded Warrior Project uh, over seven years ago. So we we were registered as a family um, and, you know, using their services for about 10 years. And then I, I jumped on board and just started working with them. Really, really blessed to have that opportunity to get back to a community that's helped our family so much. Yeah. And then at what point did you write your book and where did the inspiration come from? I um, co-authored Friends for Life with the mother of the medic who was in my brother's squad in wow. Iraq. And um, he and my brother both saw a lot of a lot of action. Um, a lot happened to them while they were deployed and since. And um, his mom and I, his mom, Patty, and I were really struggling for people to understand what it was like to have a loved one that was deployed. Mm. And so um, we began talking about that and how we had saved all of our conversations that we had, all of our chat messages um, from Instant Messenger while they were away. And we said, you know, what if we wrote a book with these with these instant messages and just shared our experience with folks? And that's how we wrote the book. Mm, wow. I was so, one of the editors of the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. An early reader. I was an early editor in middle school. <laughs> hey, middle schoolers, uh, they have attention to detail sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I didn't, but I mean, I like what you said too about getting people, I think, to care more about those who are in, in service or who are affected by being in the military or their families in the military. So what do you, what would you say to people who say they don't have loved ones who are in the military? They don't have that close, they're not in proximity to it. How do you get people to be more involved or to care about something, you know, they might not really 
be aware of? I think that our country in general has gotten um, a lot better at showing thanks and respect to our service members and our veterans over the last 40 years. It seems like a lot has changed. And um, but I think that people do struggle to figure out how do they do that other than if they see someone in uniform saying thank you. um, What how can they get involved? And so first start in your community, you know, go to those parades and those open houses, um, just, just physically be there. If you see a spaghetti dinner at a, at a local veterans organization, stop Mm -hmm. then have dinner. Um, but, but then on a bigger scale, um, find ways that you can involve your family, involve uh, the people that you work with, like the Wounded Warrior Project Carry Forward, which is a 5K that you can do anywhere um, virtually with your company. Uh, and there's a lot of other offerings like that 5K where you can get people involved. And usually when you register for something like that, you do a little more research and you look online and you start reading stories. Mm-hmm. You hear stories about families like ours. And so that's a great way um, to jump in is to be be part of a fundraiser or just a 5K effort to learn more. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, and then a little bit back, I just want to go back to your book. So, ah. um, is there, can you give a little more detail about the book itself? Um, like what, I know you said you were writing about kind of maybe your, your experience. I don't know how much you detail you want to go into, but maybe a little more of an overview. So, People who, like we just said, people who aren't really aware of what goes on can have a better understanding. Yeah. So, uh, reading reading a book about anything is always a great way to to get yourself a, a better understanding of of something that you wouldn't otherwise encounter. Mm-hmm. Which is why we wrote the book. And so we used our text messages with our soldiers as the the bones of the book. Wow. Uh, we. That's we cool. built, we wrote the book around those text messages and we, and we picked several different events throughout the time that they were in Iraq to write about. And so I would, I would write about it and then Patty would write about it and we shared those in the book. And actually, um, a great way to write a book, if you want to write a book and you need, and you don't know how to get started, we made an appointment with each other every Saturday morning for an hour. We became accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we would give each other little assignments. We would write during the week at, at different times, or voice record ourselves and transcribe it. And and a few months later, we had a book. So we talk about the funny times, the hard times, the really mm-hmm. sad times where where other soldiers were lost. Um, and and we talked about our hope for the future, and which I, I think everybody should try to find. You know, yeah. whatever you're going through. If it's great, if it's really tough, there's there is hope for a brighter future, mm-hmm. and we and it's something that we all need to remind each other of. Yeah, that and that's really cool that you guys kept each other accountable like that. And so, do you do you have background in like writing or English journalism, anything of the sort? I do. Um, in my previous life, before before my brother was in the war, before my brother was wounded, um, I actually worked in radio. I worked in marketing for a, a little company called Pepsi Cola. And then I um, went to work for a small market radio station. And um, and so that's where I, I guess I cut my teeth on, on writing. I wrote a lot of 30 and 60 second radio commercials. <laughs> um, copywriting, copywriting guru. <laughs> 
I still sometimes like will write little little commercials in my head just for fun about different things. Um, but yeah, so that's my background. I always um, I was always intrigued. I I wrote in a journal ever. I've written in a journal ever since I was a child. My grandmother suggested that as sort of a coping tactic with some just the things that I went through as a kid. And I carried on journal writing as an adult. Um, my grandma was an author. And so it's something I always aspired to. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. And I think that says a lot about just not knowing, you never really know where you're going to be in the future, right? But whatever you're doing, like say you have like um, some kind of desire or drive to pursue writing, for example, or maybe you have a passion for fitness, like you have no idea where you're going to be like 10, five, 10 years from, from now and what that experience or what that, those, the time you took to develop those skills is preparing you for the future. Right. So maybe even like if we pivot to grant a little bit, your experience perhaps in the military, maybe prepared you a little bit for HVAC. I don't know. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it, it did. That is, that is for certain. And in, in, especially in ways that I didn't, I'm still seeing. Yeah. Um, the the professionalism of the military kind of translates to customer service in the in the trade trade world as a residential heating and cooling and ventilation technician uh i, I gotta be able to talk to people clear concise get get the message across really really make sure the communication is there uh and, and that's kind of what you see in the military a little bit <laughs> yeah but it, in in the in the civilian world it, it's kind of uh it's kind of hard to explain that that whole transition is hard to see it's hard to see and i want to say from day one in the military uh the marine corps started improving grants communication skills from the the phone call i don't know if you're familiar with what happens at boot camp when um there you sent your loved one to become a marine and the very first phone call that you get they are literally shouting it in a phone they're reading a script and then a few days later they write you a letter but it's a form letter um and they have to rewrite it several times if they if if they don't fill it out right and i, I don't remember <laughs> But it is the Marine Corps way of saying, listen, communication is important and we're going to teach you how to do it the right way. And I I know for a fact from reading social media that um, that Grant's customers find him to be a very good communicator. So I'm I have seen that from the outside in how well he you know, how much he learned about customer service and communication from being in the military. And, and the other the other thing to add on to that is the accountability uh that's something that's huge in the military every branch uh, everybody will say that uh, I, I mean accountability is the number one thing being responsible for your actions in the trades in the civilian world that is incredibly important the accountability being responsible for your actions i mean just just doing the right thing uh it, it it'll get you a lot further it'll get you a lot further than you think and you know what it's a lot easier life is a lot smoother if you communicate what's going on around you um and you do the right thing a lot more things fall into place yeah i mean that's such a good point too about how the the military has shaped you for your career now and people who 
you know, not everybody's in the military growing up, like out of, I don't know if you were in out of high school or college or, the, the or week what, but after um, my 18th birthday, I enlisted. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's more common, but um, people who get into, have their own businesses at some point, like businesses fail because communication isn't the way that it should be. Um, and perhaps even, I would think even teamwork in a sense, because say there's people who try to do it all themselves and they don't know how to delegate. And then that's where a lot of error comes in, a lot of issues because it's one person trying to run the show and they're not relying on the people who are skilled in different areas to to take over those things, right? So, and I'm sure the same thing can be if, if you, are you, do you have your own company? Is this your No, own? I work for Commercial okay. Service uh, Incorporated of Bloomington, okay. so. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a shop here in mm-hmm. here in here in my hometown, uh, and they've yeah. been operating for seventy six years now, um, and I'm hoping to be there when they they hit their hundred years. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, it'd be really cool to see commercial service hit a hundred years old and be there. Uh, Grant yeah. had a unique experience uh, to work for uh, after trade school to work for a couple of different companies. And I think that's one thing mm-hmm. um, about the industry that appealed to him is that there is a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity for mm-hmm. growth. And there's also opportunity yeah. to stay somewhere if you really like it. But there's also opportunity mm-hmm. to go out on your own someday if 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 that fits your personality and your drive. Um, and I, I see a lot of support in your industry for one another yes incredibly Mm -hmm. there there isn't really a ladder like when people say talk about their careers climbing the ladder there's not really a ladder i would describe it more of like a spider web uh of you could no matter where you start as you know base level helper in any position the sky's the limit on what direction you want to go. I I mm-hmm. almost specifically wanted to be a residential uh, heating and cooling technician. That's what I went to trade school for. At, but a lot of guys that I have worked with, trained with, and, and have trained me, they didn't start out where they didn't start out in the residential department. Uh, they started out in the commercial department, or maybe they were a union welder. And for some reason, now they're a residential HVAC technician. They might have been welding giant equipment for heavy, heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. And now we're working on little tiny wires. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all it's all, you know, it, it's really, really cool. And you only you only have options. That's all you got. You got options. Yeah. And it's nice. That's yeah, a great way to put it, it. It's comforting. It's overwhelming at first, I'd say. But it's comforting once you get into the groove and once you're, you're you're committed and you know this is this is working for me. And if it's not, yeah. then go somewhere else on the spider web. There, there's right. going to be an open position somewhere else it, with the the need yeah, like, and shortage in 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 staffing. Uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. like there, you can get a job doing this almost anywhere. And it's, it's right. pretty, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. We all need to be heat, heated and cooled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you get it from, from the military to an HVAC? Well, so yeah, the, the transition there is a, is, is a little wild. So I was a 28, 21 technical controller in the United States Marine Corps. I was a Lance corporal uh, in about 
I'd say a year and a half into my enlistment, maybe two years, they changed my MOS from basically an electronics repairman to a uh, network administrator. So mm -hmm. I... Uh, it was bumpy. It was bumpy. Yeah. It was a little bit of a bumpy transition, yeah. but I took the skills as an electronics repairman. And when I got out, I looked at all my options. I tried being an electrician at first, mm -hmm. and that didn't really pan out. I didn't feel comfortable. And I think a lot of that was naivety of the industry. I just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I stepped mm -hmm. away from the trades. Um, as a security guard for a couple of years. And then when that wasn't really paying the bills, I decided, well, wh what, what can I use my skills to really further myself? How, how can I use my skills to further myself? And I did a lot of research and see what trades and HVAC seemed to be the one that called out to me. And um, we were blessed to have Window Warrior Project to help us um, recognize find some trade schools that were accredited and mm. had openings and then also to help grant um, get that initial application done uh, there's a translator that they uh, were able to help him take his marine corps experience and translate into that a civilian resume and that was super helpful so um, a lot of people think wounded warrior project really only works with people like my brother who are seriously wounded in combat but it really helps any of the anyone who's wounded ill or injured that served post 9-11 um, and everything from mental health support to finding a job and loads of loads of things in between yeah that's incredible it's like it's that thing that we're all kind of aware of we know that it's hard. It's not easy to transition back into society all the time. And there's like the mental health side of it too. There's the physical side of it, obviously. And to know that there is an organization out there that is really supportive of our veterans is just so great. Cause I'm sure that there are people too, who like, like we were saying before, who maybe don't know how they can help or want to help or they should help or, you know, there's just so many different things that we could be more aware of, I think, when it comes to this. And so it's great that we can talk about it. Yeah, they they got me in, in touch with a lot of valuable resources all throughout my life, even before I decided to become an HVAC technician. Uh, they, they helped me find a counselor yeah. when I felt like I needed one. They, uh, I mean, I, I've been to Soldier Ride. I've been to other various things like like my mom said, I, 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 I'm not a wounded warrior, but Are they you, still have resources for me. You, yeah. you can call them and they will help you. Uh, the beautiful <laughs> thing about, about Wounded Warrior Project is they don't differentiate between someone who served in combat and someone who, who only serves stateside. It's, um, I love that about the organization because it, there are a million post 9-11 veterans that that likely need support and services a million people and that's all that's a there's a huge need there so i'm glad that they um are open to anybody that needs that yeah so how can people get involved aside from um say like hosting 5ks at their at their jobs how can people get directly involved what i always tell people first and foremost is go to the website woundedwarriorproject.org just to read about the organization um it's very important when you do um, when you do meet a warrior, maybe maybe that you work with, or maybe somebody in your neighborhood, or it could be somebody in your family, for you to have that information 
should they need it? Um, if I, if we didn't know about Wonder Warrior Project, I wouldn't have been able to help my son find holistic counseling that he was looking for outside of the military. Um, and so I always tell people to just arm yourself with information. That's the first step. And, and the second step is to, um, you can register as a supporter. You can... You can participate in a 5K, but you could also volunteer in your community. You can um, share the social media posts. That's huge. Um, Wonder Warrior Project is on all the platforms. And so that's a great way to show your support. It's just to share one of their social media posts with your followers. Um, and if you're a gamer, Wonder Warrior Project has a really active Twitch channel. And... Um, I mean, everything that you can imagine from the game of life to the role playing and everything um, racing like my son likes the tabletop mom. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And everything in between there, even um, you may encounter celebrities on their Twitch channel, which is always fun. And um, and that part of the organization is growing. So if if that's uh, your thing, you should definitely um, tune into that Twitch channel and. You can show your support in that way. And there's always warriors in there playing too. That's great. That's so cool. I really like too what you said about like how you guys are so open about counseling and, and mental health. And I know that society is is becoming more like aware and open about that. And I think for even people who are, I mean, of course in the military and even people who are in the trades, because I've spoken with a lot of people about how working in HVAC and, and any trade I'm sure takes a toll on you physically and emotionally because you're always, it's like a, a job that you can, you can really work yourself to the ground. Oh, it's, it's tough. And it's, it's always, uh, that, that technique of finding balance is always going to be changing. Uh, I like climbing, I, I like gaming. Yeah. I like to just, you know, I, you have to take a little, little bit of time for yourself. Um, uh, yeah. Just, just, just a little bit of time for yourself. And Ooh. I, I think as a family Is member, lightning? a little yeah. bit, yeah. Wow. As a family <laughs> member, you have to encourage your warrior or all any of your loved ones, whether they're a veteran or not. You have to be encouraging of to, to take that time. And as a parent, I try to be a good example and sh- and show my kids about taking that time too. Um, I don't hide. Um, my anxiety that I have from being a caregiver to my brother for for all these years that does create some anxiety. It does it does cause caregiver burnout and stress. I don't hide that, but I also don't hide what I do about it. Um, and I think that's really important. If you're going to let your kids um, live a full life, you've got to let them see all the emotions that you feel, and you've got to let them see how you deal with those emotions. Even with my two-year-old, I, I, in certain situations, I'm talking to her like an adult. <laughs> I, as weird as it kind of seems sometimes while I'm doing it, but it's like, hey, man, well, if we throw stuff on the ground, then we got to pick it up or it causes a mess. And we don't want to cause a mess. I mean, like, come on. So, it's, yeah, I've picked up a lot from my mother and it, it's great to have her Aww. as my support system, um, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the handling of stress and stuff like that is a huge 
kind of it's a big thing in our industry it's a big thing in the military uh one of the things i did in the military because you're kind of isolated you're only around people who are like you very much like the trades you're only basically working with people who are very much like you which is why i turned to gaming as a as a positive hobby just you know playing whatever with my friends i built a computer in my barracks i had all the individual pieces shipped shipped <laughs> to me I had to go to the to the, <laughs> to the post every day and pick up my stuff. But well, and I think also, um, it can even be from from my point of view as a caregiver and as a parent. Um, I always tell people to do this: start with the basics. If your loved one seems stressed, or if you seem stressed, start by asking yourself these questions: Have I am I hydrated? Do I need to eat? Did I have? Did do I need a nap, or do I need to go to bed early? Do I need to talk to someone? Like, do I need to tell someone how I'm feeling? And so do those four basic things and then and then start thinking about what kind of coping tactics do I need to build? What kind of um, what kind of time do I need to carve out for myself? But first, talk about those basic things, um, because you might be missing one of those really important blocks of your foundation. And you're not going to get anything accomplished if you're dehydrated, if you're not well-nourished, and if you're not sleeping. And definitely you're not going to accomplish anything if you don't tell the people around you what you're going through. Yeah. Can't agree with that more. Yeah, that's a great point. You have to have a solid foundation. You can't give anything out if you're not putting enough into yourself. You can't really give anything to your work, to your family, to your friends. So I think that's a great point. So I do want to ask if there is somebody in, say, there's somebody out there who wants to write a book or who wants to start a YouTube channel, Twitch stream, or some kind of social media platform. And they really say like they have something to say, whether it's just for entertainment, whether it's for encouragement or inspiration, or they have, you know, a job they want to share. What would you say to somebody who is interested in starting, but is either afraid to or they don't know how. So the first thing is, is that um, maybe you're saying to yourself, I've been wanting to do this a long time. Uh, You can start right now. And if you don't start today, guess what? You can start tomorrow. Um, The first step is jot down what your goal is. A sentence, a couple of sentences. What is it that you want to accomplish? And then make a schedule for yourself. So for me, when I wanted to write the book, it was setting aside a couple of hours every Saturday morning. Um, for, for someone like Grant, it might be Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 that he works on that goal. Um, and then the the final piece of that is to find an accountability partner. Maybe you join an affinity group online and you find an accountability partner there. Um, maybe it's your best friend from high school. Maybe it's your mom. But find somebody who's going to make regular check-ins with you and ask you how the work is going towards that goal. It's amazing as humans how we are able to meet our goals when somebody else is asking us about it. And to be a little bit more specific to my my industry most companies uh well if you ask a lot of companies will say yes to a ride-along if you're you're a young person uh who is interested in my career that is one of the best ways that you can get a, a full full look on what i do i have had anywhere between um retirees to high school students ride along with me and I just 
they just ride along and I show them what I do my whole day. And I think that applies to anything, whether your goal is career oriented or if it's to write a book or start a new hobby, spend some time with other people that are doing that. Try something new. Yeah. And find a way that you can engage with other people that are already doing that and learn from them. So for me, after I got the writing bug, wrote wrote my book um actually Wonder Warrior Project invited me to a writer's workshop with the Writers Guild of America um and some other caregivers and I I just immersed myself in that and it kindled a fire in me to keep going to be more creative to write more things so um get some affinity with people other people who are interested in the same thing building a network yeah. build yeah. a network that helps a lot yeah, that's so important. And I, I think people, maybe people tend to shy away from that because it's also like, like say when it comes to putting your writing out there, I'm getting my master's right now in English and creative writing. So a lot of, a lot of what we do is peer review and I've, and I've never done it before. So I was so nervous. I was like, I don't want other people reading my stuff, but because they're reading my stuff, it makes me better. I get good feedback and it pushes me to be better than I was before. So and I think too, a, a big reason of why we don't pursue the things that we're passionate about or, um, you know, with whether that's like you said, work or, or just hobby wise is because of fear. And yeah, you, and, and we were saying before, mindset is really important. So you have to find ways to combat the fear. And I think when you have other people around you, a strong network of, of others who are speaking truth to the lie of what fear is, then you're good to go. And you take one step at a time. Okay. So I guess lastly, I'd like to talk about the advice that you'd give to families in similar situations. And then what advice would you give to somebody in the military looking to get into the trades? So uh, my biggest piece of advice, whether you have a loved one that's served, whether you have a, a loved one that's been through something traumatic and, um, and needs you to care for them, is that you're not doing it alone. You don't have to. There are other people who are going through the same thing that you are. But what's really important is that you learn how to ask for help, acknowledge what's going on in your life, ask for help, and accept help when it's offered. It might be picking up the phone and dialing 211 to find out what resources are in your community. It could be calling the Wounded Warrior Project Resource Center. Um, it might it might also be um, when Responding to a neighbor when they when they're walking their dog by your house and they say, how are you doing? It might be being truthful with your answer to that. And if you're if you're stressed because you've been at a lot of doctor's appointments or um, there's a whole bunch of things filling up your plate. Tell them that. Say, well, actually, I'm really stressed and I could use some help. You would be surprised at how many people want to help, but they just they don't know how and nobody's asking them. So that's my advice to other other families is acknowledge what you're going through and ask for and accept help. And I'd say an advice advice that I'd give to somebody who is getting out of the military. I was very man. I was very. Very. Uh, oh, gosh, how do I say this? Stubborn. It, yeah, <laughs> I would almost mirror exactly what my mother just say. Um, finding those resources, just doing a little bit of research. And then most importantly, um, <laughs> um, sorry, excuse me. Most importantly, 
find something that you think you're going to have fun. And if you're not having fun with it and it's frustrating you, 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 I, my biggest advice is you need to make a change. And the best thing about being in the trades is going back to that spiderweb analogy is that if you're not having a good time with wherever you're at, you can always go somewhere else. Um, and there's going to be burnout. There's going to be times imposter syndrome where you're like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing, but you do. You do. That's just the anxiety, the fear, the the you getting past that. And there's going to be times like that. But doing those ride-alongs, calling companies, doing a little bit of research, uh, finding out, well, this looks interesting, this looks fun, or there's 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 the sky's the limit with the options. Um, I actually also love that this podcast exists because. <laughs> Um, this is a great way to learn about something really cool, to use your word, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah. but also just to hear from other people who are actually living the life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I forgot to add the phone number to Windy Warrior Project because somebody's going to want to know it. Is it OK if I share? Of course. Yes, so, please. And I'll I'll, I'll um, add it into the show notes, too, as well as any other information you want to leave. Like if you have social media platforms that you want to have your info for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's 888-997-2586. And I want everybody to know that it's not just for post 9-11 veterans to call. Anybody can call that phone number. Anybody that says, look, I'm looking to get connected in my community to provide some support or, um, Hey, we get a lot of people who call and say, you know, I do equine therapy and I want to I want to invite some veterans so you can register your program with Wounded Warrior Project. And um, they also get calls from like veterans of other eras like Vietnam era veterans who maybe need a ramp built for their house or something. So that number is open for anybody to call, not just the warriors. And uh, I always encourage people. You don't know until you ask. So just keep asking until you find somebody that has the answer for you. And I'd say another thing I'd like to add a, a huge positive to being in the trades that I found out is as a 27 year old, I was able to buy a house all by myself. I was able to buy a car all by myself. I um, am able to support uh, my partner, my child. Um, I have a lot of animals. I have chickens, <laughs> I have turkeys, uh, I have property, and it's all because of this job. Um, it's all because of my career. It's all because of the resources that that I that I requested. Um, the path that I took down that Wounded Warrior Project helped me walk after I got out of the military and needed to transition. It, it really helped. You know, and there's probably a lot of people who are thinking, gosh, I don't know if I college is not right for me. I don't know if trade school is right. It's an investment. It's investment in time. Um, but I would I would I would say go full steam ahead. Um, Grant is employable for the rest of his life. He is employable. And that is a That's a big deal in our in our world. Something I tell all the new guys that I that I that I train. You are valuable. You are valuable as a tradesman. And it's important to even tell that it's more important to tell that to yourself, really. You you are valuable. So using your skills, I mean, everybody in the military has them and you can, yeah. you can transition that into any sort of trade. Really, you yeah. can. And it, it's all about learning it, all about that network and just sticking through the hard times because they're going to be there. But you're going to have some great benefits. Yeah, uh, I, I really didn't do well in high school. Um, 
one one of the major reasons why I decided to enlist in the military because I just I was afraid of college. Realistically, I was afraid of that of the pressure of failing and then of losing all that money, wasting money that we I didn't have. So I wish I had a little bit more resources getting out of high school about the trades, mm-hmm. but I certainly do not regret my decisions at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the the path I've walked has been a great one, um, and I'm incredibly lucky. I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm omnipotent and doing all this great stuff, but no, I'm incredibly lucky to have this support system, to have the Wounded Warrior Project support system in my network. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, those are all such good points. And I don't think I could have said anything better myself. I agree 100% with everything you just said. And I think everybody listening can really take um, heed to your advice, both of your pieces of advice. And yeah, get into the trades if they're not, because it's the place to be. It's, you're going to work long hours, but I mean, it's not really that bad. And, and if, if you find a company in a work culture that you can, yeah, if you find a company work culture that you're comfortable with, it's, it's very nice. And yeah. I found that and it's great. We're so appreciative of your time and, and just listening to our family story. Um, when my brother got hurt, it was really, it's, it was really rocky for a number of years. And it's nice to be in a place where we have um, stability and we can support other families by sharing, you know, what we've learned. Yeah. And, you know, it's so great that even, even though you went through that, you are using your experience to help other people. And I mean, that's so, that's incredible in and of itself. So thank you for all that you do. And um, I'm sure your book and, you know, what you currently do with Wounded Warrior is inspiring to so many people. And I'm excited for people to listen to this. I think it was so great. And I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank 